Okay, are you ready now? I hate that microphone of yours. What? I hate that music and that microphone. Is it your favorite? Yeah. Okay, I wanted to talk to you a little bit, sir, about uh, the times that you're waking up. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? No. Okay, give the music a break for a sec, okay? I can. You, you can't? I can't. There, thank you. Okay, let's talk for just a quick second. Now, did you just go on a trip? Uh, yeah. And where did you go? France, Paris. France, Paris. Paris, France? Yeah. That's pretty cool. What did you, did you like your trip? Yeah, I did Paris, France. You liked your trip to Paris, France. Okay, what was your favorite part? Uh, our new apartment. Talking to hear. I'm not talking into your microphone until you finish this interview, okay? Okay, stop pushing buttons, stop pushing buttons. Okay. Okay, Malcolm, did you know that this microphone was on, but it wasn't plugged into the right USB port? Did you know that? No? Yeah, well, you'd be do a better job of running the show. What's in your hand? A sequin. A sequin in this house? That's shocking. What color is it? Silver like this. That's cool. How did you like the plane ride to Paris, France? I Don't touch the I, microphone. I, I, Don't touch the microphone. Did you like the plane ride? I didn't. Did you like it? Okay, Malcolm, what's your favorite part about the trip to France? Oh, no, no, it's not France. Paris, France. Paris, France? Did you like the Eiffel Tower? Yeah, I did about Paris, France. You like that about Paris, France? Did you like the food in Paris, France? Uh, yeah. What was your favorite thing that you ate? Uh, toast. Oh, wow. You're really into uh, the culinary arts. You like the toast? Yeah. Okay. And did you think the French people were nice? Yeah. But we needed some of the grandma and grandpa's friends. We did meet some of grandpa and grandpa, grandma and grandpa's friends. And what else? What else? Yeah, thanks for helping. Um, uh, what else can we talk about about France, do you think? What were your favorite parts about the trip? Uh, that you were going to Paris, France. Yeah, and did you like, what did you think about the plane rides? I didn't think about any of it. Did you like the plane rides? <laughs> Does that mean you did like the plane ride? Yeah. Yeah, were you a good boy on the plane? No. <laughs> no. No, no. That's okay. That's all right. Did you like going to the bathroom on the plane? No. Why not? Because it was not very fun. It's kind of small in there, hey? Yeah, it's totally small. Yeah, it's totally it's small. It's kind of small like this car. You're right. It is uh, similar in size to your toy car. Um, okay, what else do we have? Are you talking this? Yeah, we're recording that. Are you are you comfortable with my recording your voice? What if I turn this? How about you just don't? Turn How? That? Do you know what my alarm clock sounded like this morning? What? Okay, stay still. I, everybody needs to hear it. <laughs> Does that sound familiar to you? Uh, my, uh, why? How did it do that? Well, the funny thing is, I was dead asleep. Sleeping and having a wonderful dream. And then what? And then this strange little boy came into my room, and he didn't say a thing. 
He just watched me sleep, and he was breathing like this. Yeah, kind of like what uh, you're doing yeah. right now. And then I opened my eyes, and do you know who was standing there? Who? Do you have any guesses? No. I'll give you a hint. The little boy is in this room right now. Hey. Any guesses on who it could be? No. I have no that. Right, because you would never wake anyone up at 5 o'clock in the morning for no apparent reason. I will, I'll keep doing that. I'll keep doing it. Good for you. You know what? Commit uh, to something. You commit to something 110%, because that's who you are. Stop trying to headbutt me. Okay, I think you're done in here now. Do you want to say goodbye to everyone? Do you remember any French words? No! Do you remember what thank you was? Okay, what do you say Merci. when... Okay, good job. Oh my goodness gracious. Do you know what you say after you burp? What? Do you remember? Okay, and is it different after you fart? Do the trois after you toot. And do the ah when you fart. Do you ever toot? Okay, all right. Okay, that's about as much attention as you can pay to this. All right, do you want to say um, goodbye to everybody? Bye. Okay, and tomorrow morning, can I sleep in? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Does that mean you're going to stay in the bed till your clock shows the sun? No. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> okay, say bye. Well, I think that just about sums up the entire trip. I feel like uh, the young lad has done an excellent job in that regard. His favorite food was toast. And, uh, and jet lag is fun. I don't want to talk about the trip too, too much because I really want to get Sarah to come on the show. But she's so fucking annoying. Because <laughs> she's always like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then Malcolm goes down for a nap. No, I just want to watch TV. I want to decompress. Okay. And then I just don't do a show because I want to do the show with her. Because we have, you know, a good vibe, you know, as far as each other go. We can make each other laugh. And it's more fun. Especially when you're recapping something that we're both involved in and a lot of crazy stuff happened in France. Life-changing events. Okay, so I'll talk about dumb stuff that uh, she really... Well, it'll just be too dumb for her to make any better, so I'll just... I'll just talk about it. So, as you know, where were we? Man, I haven't done a show in like a month. And I'm sorry. And thanks for hanging in there. I really appreciate you guys still, you know, checking your feeds. And my stats are still actually pretty good, considering I haven't put out a show in like a million years. But, look, I'm not, it's not going to get any better. I mean, I put them out when I want to. Because if I just sit here and do a show and I don't really want to, it's just not fun for anyone. So, instead of giving you shitty content all the time, I'll give you shitty content less frequently. So, you're welcome. Okay. So, before we went on this trip, as you are well aware, I was planning on proposing. Right. And I think in the normal world, and I don't mean normal by heterosexual, I mean normal as in normal people, as in not myself, what they do is they go to a jewelry store, or perhaps maybe they go shopping with their significant other for an endless amount of time to decide, you know, the woman makes her wants and needs clear. Perhaps she points out the exact ring that she wants and the proposer goes back at a later time 
and buys that ring. So that way, when they propose, they have the exact ring that the proposee wants. That's if you're normal. I am not. So I know my, my girlfriend very well. And I know that she has very particular tastes. And I also know that I am not competent to pick out any of her clothes because I dress like a fat eight-year-old boy. So I'm not, I'm not really qualified. So I was thinking about it and I was thinking about it. And I know I wanted to propose in France at some point. And now time is not on my side because I've whittled away the months and months and months and months I've had to pick out a ring. Now, during that time, I should have been, we should have been going together and all that stuff. But I just, you know, life, life can beat you down sometimes. Good God. Anyway, we just didn't have money even, like what's the point? And we didn't have time really, or we did have time and I chose to eat Doritos and watch TV, which I mean, I don't feel like I wasted my life. So fuck you. So instead of doing that, I, of course, venture out on my own to figure things out. So I'm going back to work. I'm back at work now. I'm not quite at a full day because I've been on vacation, but I'm doing, I was doing, I don't know, like four hours worth of, of work, I guess. So I show up at work and I'm kind of nervous and they're like, okay, well, you're going to sort this walk and you'll take a little bit of it out. And I was like, okay, what is it? They said they're a mall, a certain mall in the city. And I was like, oh, that's awesome because within this mall is a jewelry shop that I really want to go to. They do everything custom. They have really good quality stuff. I've gotten my mom's stuff from there before. The rich uh, elite of Winnipeg get their jewelry done there. And I was trying to think to myself before I even got placed on this route, oh, I have to find time to get down there. How am I going to do that with Malcolm? And lo and behold, I personally believe that Jesus Christ himself put me on this route so that I could stop at this store. And I did. You know, I did. I stopped up there and there, it's always an awkward conversation with me, period. But it's especially awkward when you're going into a jewelry store and, I, you know, you have to explain to a very nice woman. I was like, okay. So initially I went in there and my, my plan in my brain was I'll get myself a gold band because I know that's what I want. And then I'll use that gold band to propose to Sarah, which in my brain made total sense, but in reality is fucking retarded. So I went in there and I'm like, okay, well, I need to, I'd like to buy a gold band. And she's like, okay, sure. No problem. When do you need this by? And I was like, ah, October 3rd. And she said, well, we better order it today. And I said, okay. And then I said, well, actually I'm in an unusual situation. I am a woman proposing to another woman and I don't feel comfortable picking out an engagement ring that she's going to have to wear for at least the next three years of her life until she realizes that she can do better and leaves. And she's just really picky. And the woman's looking at me. And my problem is I feel I'm too deadpan. So people don't know if I'm joking or not. But I feel like if I have to smile to tell you I'm joking, it's a waste of my talents. And you all know that I am extremely talented, of course, which is why you're here, right? Totally. So she got it. And I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. And, uh, she said, okay, well, do you, do you need the band? And I was like, well, I just want to have something to present to her. I need to have something. I feel like I should have something. She's like, okay, well, why don't you bring a few of her rings and we'll, we'll, uh, get the sizing down and we'll, we'll pick out a good size and I'll give you a loaner. And I was like, super. Okay, great. So 
I'm thinking to myself, okay, how am I going to find out the size? So I went into her jewelry box. I stole a bunch of her rings and I went back. I was on the same route for the whole week. So I went back with the rings I had and she said, okay, so what we're going to do, I'll just lend you a brass sizing ring so that you'll have something to use, to propose with. And I, and I said, great, everything's lined up. She even gave me a fancy little box that I could use. And okay, so that's all taken care of. But there's a part of me that's kind of old-fashioned in a weird way. So I know that I want to ask Sarah's parents, like, not so much for permission, because, I don't know, I mean, I don't want to own their daughter much. I just wanted to make sure that if they had any objections, they would have the opportunity to say, uh, you know what, we're barely pretending to like you and we'd rather you not legally marry our daughter just wanted to present them with the opportunity for refusal the right to refuse okay and uh I don't know that they hate me I don't I don't think they do I don't know how much they like me though I don't know I just I just think everybody hates me because I'm really fucking annoying even though whatever I don't know I'm just annoying I'm just, I just find, every time I think back to things that I've done before, I think, wow, I really hate myself. Like, I hate that version of me that did that. And every day, like yesterday, I'm sure I did something else stupid that I hated, but I don't know if that's normal, but whatever. What is normal anyway? Not me. So when am I going to get the opportunity to talk to her parents alone? Good question. The opportunity came up. Uh, Sarah wasn't feeling well, so she was home. And I went to go pick up Malcolm, my kid, from their house because they were babysitting him for us so I went over there and I don't know why like in my family my own personal family like my mom like you know my sisters and stuff we aren't overly emotional we're more likely to make inappropriate jokes and stuff so when I feel strongly about something I get really weird Okay, and here's, okay, I'm going to take a page out of uh, five seconds, f sorry, 500 Days of Summer, the movie. You should watch it. I like that movie. Um, and I'll do expectations versus reality because that's what they do in that movie. And I thought it was really funny. And in this case, it, it'll help. Okay, so in my mind, I'm thinking I'm going to be cool. You know, you know me. Hardly ever awkward. Um, so in my mind, I thought I would go there. And we would, you know, talk and I would say, uh, I would like to marry your daughter. And is that okay with you? And in my mind, uh, I got basically a standing ovation and they would be so happy. And it would be, it would go down in history as one of the best days of my life. Because they're, they're really nice people and they're really smart. And they're the parents everybody wants. They're like sitcom mom and dad. They're really sweet. They're very smart. They're encouraging. Everybody wants them as parents, and I sure as hell want them as in-laws, because they're very generous and they're just cool. You know, I really enjoy them. So that was my expectation. Yes, we'd be honored to have you as a member of our family. Like, you know, cliche movie shit. And then what actually happens is I go there, and I'm going to pick up Malcolm, and he's running around making a lot of noise, because of course he doesn't ever want to leave their house to come home. And I'm just standing there, and I, I know time is ticking, and I know I have to ask, and I know this is going to be my only opportunity to be completely alone with them without Sarah there to ask them for quote unquote permission. So I'm in the hallway, I'm standing there, I've got the backpack on, I'm reaching for Malcolm's lunch kit. And 
it just verbal diarrhea comes out of my mouth and I'm so embarrassed right now sitting here thinking about it I'm like palpitating my, my back is starting to sweat and here's what happens super awkward I'm not used to any kind of emotion any display of emotion uh so what comes out is uh so um uh I was I was thinking about asking Sarah to marry me in France and I was wondering how you feel about that I'm not making any eye contact I am pacing and looking at the ground so I don't really know what their facial reactions were because I didn't see it and then there's a long long pause and my brain works relatively fast. So if somebody asks me a question, I don't need a long time to think. I'm, I can process things. Maybe I should take more time to think. But in my mind, so I said, I wonder how you would feel if I asked Sarah to marry me in France. And that, let, me just, let me just do for you how many seconds. Okay. <clears throat> marry me in France. Okay, and at this point, my heart is beating really fast because there has been, I feel, uh, an inappropriate length of silence and I'm worried that they're too polite to say anything, that they don't want me to perhaps marry their daughter or maybe, I, who knows what the hell they're thinking. I don't know. I don't know. So I was like, okay, well, you, you know what? You don't have to answer now. Um, uh Oh, and then it just got so fucking weird and I was so embarrassed and then a little bit of a longer pause after I rambled it went on about like this and then I hear a deep voice from the top of the stairs saying that would be fine and I think I'm putting too much emotion into it it, it was <clears throat> it was more robotic that would be fine and then Sarah's mom that would be fine and I was like, oh, oh, okay. And it's like, I had an expectation of like, great. Oh, that's such good news. That's wonderful. And I got, that would be fine. Yes, that would be fine. And fine is a good, a good word. You know, I mean, I feel like fine is the most negative, affirmative word there is. How are you today? Fine. Okay, so you're not really that great, but you're too polite to say that you're feeling like a bag of shit. So, I don't know. I guess I was anticipating something else, but in their defense, my delivery was awful. Um, I got really nervous, and I don't blame them for, for that. But I left that house that day thinking, oh, God, you know, what if they... What if they really don't like me? And then I went home and I started grilling Sarah. I'm like, do you think your parents like me? She's like, why are you asking me that? Because I had asked her six or seven times in like a six or seven hour time span. Why are you asking me that? I was just, I was just wondering, because fine, nobody wants a fine. There's, there's no, I mean, it's not like Sarah and I just met. We've been dating. It'll be 10 years in May. I mean, they've only really known about us dating though since... 2010 so about five but five years I mean I'm not a stranger I've given birth to the grandchild that they love more than anyone else in the family I feel like I've I feel like I'm you know I mean I drank too much in Mexico that one time but there is no but I guess I don't know 
That would be fine. That's my new catchphrase for everything now. If so, if Sarah asks me a question, I don't say, yeah, sure. I say, that would be fine. And when I told her about the about this after the proposal, which I am not going to talk about currently, and I'm not going to confirm or deny if she is in fact my fiancé, but every time thereafter, after I told her the story of asking her parents for permission... Every time she asks me a question, I always say, that would be fine. And she's explained to me since then that that's just how her dad is. There's no, there's, there's no over responding. Like she said, I would work my ass off in school and come home with an A plus. And he said, he would say, that will do. <laughs> so he's just not a guy for over exaggerating joy, I guess. Not that he was joyful, but I mean, they, I must have come out of left field for them. Because I mean, it's not like they saw this coming, I guess. And then the next question he asked me, I should say this. So like after that, the next question was, are you going to get married in France? Because I don't know that that's legal. So who knows? Maybe in his mind, after I said, would how would you feel about that? Maybe he's processing logistics. Like, are these girls planning on getting married in France? Can they get married in France? Are we going to be the only ones at this wedding? I don't want to be the only ones at this wedding. Who knows what they were thinking? But we talked about it a little bit that day and not at all since, not ever since. Um, and, you know, I told him we want a really small wedding because we do like maybe 15 people maximum because Sarah's brother had a wedding that was quite, quite large, like not huge, but there was probably about a hundred people there. And I'm just not, it's just not for me. And it's not really for Sarah either. So Maybe that's what he was thinking about. I don't know. I don't know. I just, man, those were, I don't know, seven of the longest seconds of my life. Because I've grown to care about them very much, and they're so cool. Like, I can't say that enough. Like, everybody's like, oh, my in-law's this, my mother-in-law's a bitch, blah, 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 blah. And I don't have those problems. They're, I don't. I'm really, really lucky. And it's not because they just took me on a trip to France. It's because of a litany of other reasons that they're really wonderful. And I don't want to make you jealous, except you should be because I'm really lucky. And the idea that they maybe had second thoughts about me joining their family made me feel like, oh, it broke my heart. But since then, everything's been fine. Uh, it was really cute. Sarah's mom uh, babysat for us so we could spend an evening alone together in Paris. And it was, that was, that to me said, you know, yes, we want you in our family. So although I didn't get the initial reaction that I was kind of anticipating and I wanted, I, in the long run, I'm getting exactly what I want in a family I'm very excited to be legally a part of. Wah. But I do get emotional. I feel really lucky. I'm really, really happy right now. So mental note to me in 15 years, I don't know where I'm going to be, but if you hear this in 15 years, try and remember exactly how happy and amazing life is right now. So note to me, to you, later, way later, when I'm probably divorced and miserable. Don't, no, not divorced. Oh, God. No, not divorced. Okay, let's play some segments now because everyone's had enough of me. Ah, uh, who do I have that's the oldest? Okay, Tails. Tails is going to tell us about her driver's test. And then we've got Electric Gary. And then we've got Lisa and Rainbow Bright but I don't know if I'm going to play them all. I kind of want to save them. But anyway, here, you'll just shut up. Shut up and listen. Hey, everybody, it's Tails, and uh, I'm just going to tell you about my road test. Uh, so I went for my first road test, and 
I failed. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't understand why they make you keep driving, even though they know you fucking failed. But here's the thing. It was all left turns. All my left turns are wrong. I'm a dumbass. I know how to do a left turn. This guy was stressing me out, and he was freaking me out. And I was nervous. I fucking nailed parallel parking like nobody's business, so that's fucking good. But, uh, yeah, so I failed. That sucks. Um, I thought when I got to MPI, I thought I saw a really good omen. There was a double rainbow over the building. And I was like, man, I totally got this in the bag. You know, I'm so concerned. What if I don't pass my parallel parking? And, yeah, the easiest thing to do, which is left turns, that's what gets me. Parallel parking got it on my second shot. Anyway, so I'm going to be doing that test again October 5th. So everybody, give me your positive vibes. Wish me luck. Um, unfortunately, I won't be able to do it in my hunk of junk fucking car my mom left me. <clears throat> because they check uh, a few things. They check to see that the left signal light works. They check to see if the right signal works, if your brake lights work, and if your horn works. Well, guess what? There's something fucked up with my battery. So my horn does this weird little uh, noise. It doesn't even honk. So I, I lucked out, though. The first time I went for my road test, uh, it did honk. Thank fucking God. I hit it once, and it didn't make a damn noise. And I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I got up early to go and do this, and the, the horn's not going to work. But uh, then it worked magically, and now it's magically not working. So i got to look into that. But my coworker's going to let me borrow his uh, Honda Civic for the test. So, like I said, positive vibes, October 5th, like, fuck. Let's get this shit done. I'm not taking this test in the winter. There's no way, and I don't want to wait until next spring. So, uh, yay, there's that. Okay, so that should tell you how long I've been holding on to this segment. October 5th has very much come and gone. <laughs> Sorry, Tails. I uh, can't wait to hear how the next test worked out. I remember my driver's test. We had a phenomenal flood. So in April uh, of 1997, I believe, we had what was called the flood of the century in Manitoba, and I think it crept down into Grand Forks and Fargo and shit. It just was completely and total, totally destructive. We had so much snow um, in April, the beginning of April, I think April 7th, we had a huge, like, shut down the city, no cars on the road snowstorm. Like, phenomenal. Let me look up how much it snowed. Hang on. Okay, so here's what I found. So for more than 24 hours, the storm pounded Winnipeg and the Red River Valley, leaving as much as 50 centimeters of snow in its wake. It was the longest lasting blizzard to hit the region in living memory. So that's what I had. So that was like April 6th and 7th. It snowed. My test was April 10th, which was a godsend because it was so icy and snowy. I just drove really slowly and I nailed all the turns, I did all the signals, I completely and totally failed the parallel parking, I can still not parallel park for the love of God, I can't do it. It's fucking embarrassing. Um, but uh, back then you didn't have to pass the parallel. So Tails, good luck, and God bless, and having a license is awesome, cars are fucking expensive, I hope your car works just fine, but having a license is like total freedom, it's great. You can even lend yourself out to people to be their designated driver in exchange for them letting you use your car. Use their car, which is also a good scam if you need it. Okay, next up, let's hear from Electric Gary. He is recently, except not so recently, because he sent this to me a million years ago, uh, gone on a Canadian vacation. So let's hear about it. Would that be okay with you? That would be fine. Feel free to use that in your personal life, and no one will know what the fuck is wrong with you. Okay, hold on. 
Hey Sanders, Electric Gary, long time no here through this particular means. Uh, thank you again so much for hosting the Tangent Lounge. We're having a great time with our new show and uh, some form of success, I suppose, although when you get all kinds of love from people on Twitter and Facebook whom you've never heard of and mostly have foreign names, you kind of think they're being paid to love you, which I suppose isn't necessarily not love. But we've been having fun with it. We came to the Great White North for a uh, little vacation, our second trip to Canada, last two weeks ago, I guess. Had a great time. Our uh, My cousin came and stayed at our house and watched the dog and, and the animals, chickens and whatnot, which was very sweet of her. And uh, Mrs. Electric had a good idea that we'd never, I'd never done before. Send yourself a postcard from where you are and uh, write down all the shit you did so you can remember. So uh, we... Stayed in Vancouver for a few days. Um, had no idea what to expect because we'd been to uh, Victoria last year and really enjoyed it. But it was, I think I told you how things seem much slower there. The speed limits are very slow. and It is obviously a city and, and bustling as it is, but nothing compared to Vancouver. Didn't know what to expect, showed up, and what a metropolitan city. It's I've never been to New York, but to me it was kind of New York-y skyscrapers and glass and steel everywhere super modern it felt like living in the future in fact they filmed uh, the Battlestar Galactica there and uh, it was very cool to uh, see some of that um, you could go from being in the we stayed on the uh, I don't know what the East Vancouver off uh, over the bridge you know you're heading into the city and again super super modern everything you're paying you have to pay real close attention because driving in Vancouver, I don't know if driving in all of Canada is like this, but what the fuck, man. The, uh, most of the intersections don't have side lights, so as you're coming up to them, the green lights are flashing, and they will flash until a pedestrian hits the walk signal. And then if you're parked on the side street, that's when you try and go. And try taking a left because there ain't no left uh, turn lights. You're just kind of half, half, half as half has or some shit. But... Fun, I mean, but crazy driving. You're driving way faster than you were in Victoria, and you'll be cruising along in the right lane, and all of a sudden, hey, parked cars. So, and then in downtown, they park on the sidewalk, which I thought at first was just some drunken asshole, but it turns out that's the way they do it. So, kind of insane, very exciting. And then we, we at one point, we were downtown in like the post-apocalyptic escape from New York homeless uh, parte going down. I mean, there was some fucking homeless going on. And then 20 minutes later, we're out in the woods. Uh, There's a suspension bridge at a place called Lynn Canyon. And uh, beautiful, just deep gorge and river. And we were out walking, took a walk all by ourselves. And, you know, go from this super populated area to out in the beautiful country. So it was, uh, it was a very nice time to have that. And then we went and stayed in Harrison Hot Springs, which is a couple hours east. And much more our speed. Uh, little... Uh, resort community with uh, hot springs, mineral hot springs, or the public pool. If you stayed in the really nice place, they had the, the spa treatment, which we didn't. But there's a public pool there that we went and hung out in. And, I mean, like, from Cocoon, old people just sitting in there soaking up the life force. And then you get out. I mean, we were by far the youngest people there, which was nice and peaceful and quiet. And then one morning we went and took a walk at a place called Othello Tunnels, which was crazy it was up in the woods where during the gold rush in the 1800s they wanted to get a rail line through there so they could get all the gold ore out and this is sheer cliffs and pretty rugged terrain and this dude was like oh yeah i can do that he had to rappel down the side of the cliff and they ended up boring through solid rock big enough to get a train through 
and then eaten through, there was four tunnels in a row, <clears throat> and then between the tunnels, <clears throat> excuse me, there were uh, train trestle bridges, and just river and beauty, and all very cool. So uh, enjoyed all that. We started off our, our whole trip by seeing Weird Al in concert, which uh, Weird Al's always been sort of one of those guilty con uh, uh, joys of, yeah, I dig the shit out of Weird Al, but you never really want to admit it because how cool is that? But it's pretty goddamn cool. The guy puts on a hell of a show. If you ever have a chance, I say take it in. So uh, we've been doing that and podcasting and, uh, you know, living life. But it was great hearing about you and Sarah, and I could definitely hear that she wanted to choke the shit out of you, and that was that was sweet. Like, it's nice to know that that kind of passive aggression goes on everywhere and uh, that we're still pulling for her. I think that she's got she's got some eggs in there. they has got some swimmers heading toward him. There's, this is all going to happen. Malcolm Lowe's going to have himself a little little bro, little sis. It's going to be all one big happy family. Looking forward to it. So, that's all that Electric Gary. Thanks, Electric Gary. That was fine. It was adequate. Okay, good work. Look, I've been to Vancouver. I loved Vancouver. It was a the city of cupcakes and sushi for me. I loved it. It was uh, rainy, but you know when the sun came out, everybody just stopped what they were doing and kind of grabbed a little piece of the sun and soaked it up and just ate really inexpensive sushi and stuffed their face with cupcakes. Well, that's what that's what I did. I really like a lemon lemon cupcake. If you, <clears throat> okay, what's I, I don't even know what the, the point of the show is anymore. Okay. So, parked cars on the street. Let me tell you a little story about Winnipeg. Sarah has a very long commute to get to get to and from work, and the infrastructure in Winnipeg is retarded. And I'm saying that gently, but it's true. There's just, at some point or another, you're going to have to go over a bridge in the city. The problem being, there are probably only two lanes to get over that bridge. In some cases, there's four, but in most cases, there's two. Which is really shitty because there's a lot of people, you know, how traffic is at night. There's rush hour and we're all kind of jammed on these tiny little streets with a whole shit ton of cars. Because Winnipeg is a relatively old city, like not compared to France, but compared to the country because we're right in the center and it was like a big place. People would come with trains and a stopping point and yada, 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 grain. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. And, uh... So it's, it's a little old, the infrastructure's old, it's not meant to accommodate this many cars. And in Winnipeg, one parked car on any, near any one of these bridges turns the two-lane traffic now into one, because someone parked improperly, and it can back up traffic for, like, kilometer upon kilometer upon kilometer from literally one end of the city to the other, because one fucking idiot didn't read the sign and parked on that street to go grocery shopping instead of parking on a side street during rush hour traffic. It can cost people 20, 30, 40 minutes of their commute because one fucking idiot parked on a main thoroughfare when they shouldn't because it's not allowed. So thanks. Thanks for that. So I'm not surprised you were in the right lane and there was parked cars there because in Canada, it happens all the fucking time. I don't know how things work in the States, but it's just not out of the ordinary. And the homelessness in Vancouver, quite high, because it's really fucking expensive to live there. And I don't know how people live there. I know with our wages, we most certainly would never own a home, because a det detached home in Vancouver would be well over a million dollars. So, I mean, if you're paying twelve, thirteen hundred dollars in rent for a one-bedroom apartment, I, I don't see that being unusual. So there is, of course, a lot of homelessness, homelessness there, because if you have a basic minimum wage job, I mean, fuck, I don't know, would you rent out someone's shed? Do you rent out the, the, the couch in someone's apartment? I don't know how you live. I guess you'd have really no choice. 
And we went to where you were. I think it was called Gastown. And Gastown is a touristy type place that they're trying to revitalize because it used to be really shitty <laughs> and like shady. And there was tons of crime in the area. So at one point, Gastown is like, oh, look at this clock. Oh, there's steam coming out of it. It's beautiful here. And then you walk a couple blocks and all of a sudden there's a lot of young men in track pants during the day and it gets real sketchy real fast and i remember looking around thinking sarah we have to get the fuck out of here and she's like why what's the big deal i'm like look around look around there's just a lot of young people milling about smoking and they're none of them are working and they don't even have the nice track pants with the adidas lines they have the welfare track pants with the two lines like we've got to get the fuck out of here so that part of vancouver went from beautiful and touristy and lovely to crack den in a matter of like literally probably between one and two blocks so that was fucking crazy and if you want to hear more about vancouver or people from vancouver why don't you check out the baby mama's podcast why why not they're funny they're cute they also get in fights in the car i've, I've listened to that an episode where they did that and i was like oh thank god because i thought just sarah wanted to murder me and that made that made our relationship shitty somehow, but uh, it's normal. Apparently people get in disagreements in the car all the time while they're podcasting. So no big whoop. Not going to beat myself up about it. Yeah, she really, I don't know if you guys heard that episode, but go back. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, it was called verbal abuse. So you can listen to her for about 12 minutes, pretend to tolerate me and she wanted to kill me. And I'm really glad she didn't get pregnant that cycle because that egg was a mean egg. She has never been that uh, short with me. She's never been that angry before so i'm really glad that egg didn't take because i didn't like that egg that was a bad egg that baby would have been the spawn of satan so i'm really glad that that one didn't work and since everything's been fine she's never you know on air uh wanted to kill me so before or since well maybe before but not since anyway i'm just really glad that that one didn't pan out because you know okay that's enough of that thank you electric gary let's get oh i kind of feel bad i don't want to save some of these but I know the next few episodes are going to be Sarah and I talking. So let's use this one and we'll give you a break from all the me and get into more of other people. So here is uh, Rainbow Bright and maybe her wife now, Lisa. So let's hear that. Hang on. Hello, Sandra. Hello, listeners. It's Rainbow Bright and... Lisa. Okay, now, I gotta tell you, we were really annoying in the last segment. We gotta, we gotta wait until one of us finishes talking before the other one talks. Yes, apparently it's annoying when we talk together. So. It's really, really bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I listened to the last segment. I was like, Ooh. So I am not going to be annoying. There. I didn't mean you were annoying. I mean, it's annoying. It just sounds really horrible when we don't like finish and then somebody else starts talking. Okay. So we got married. Yes, we did. We got totally married and it was, I don't know. There wasn't any real big, crazy, funny stories that came out of that. We're just married now and it's great. It, yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> you sound less convinced than I do. I'm very convinced. It's good. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of being married, you had a girl say what to you? 
today? Um, uh, this was yesterday, actually, when I was at work. She said that she was addicted to my tacos. <laughs> and what did you say to her in response? I, well, I didn't say anything, but you told me I should have said, sorry, but I'm married. That, that's the correct response, <laughs> I think. That's the correct response. So speaking of tacos. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was reading today uh, online that uh, the former Geo's location is now going to become a... Mexican. Is that your stomach? Right. No, that's the dog. <laughs> that the former Geo's location Please. is going to become a Mexican uh, restaurant, like a taco restaurant. Which, when I told Eb, she totally like uh, freaked out. That well, I just no, I didn't freak out. I asked if it was lesbian owned because and, I just thought that that would be funny. And I said no, but it does have whiskey dicks connections, so. <laughs> Draw your own conclusions Dicks from and that. Tacos. Dicks and tacos, yes. And uh, why are you so upset, Coco? You're you're Mexican. You're a Chihuahua. <laughs> you should like tacos yeah, too. You should like tacos. So uh, speaking of of tacos, Ev has some um, insights on tampons. I don't. I don't know why you want me to talk about tampons. We we do we oh, we're old now. We do aqua sizes. I'm making Lisa go to aqua sizes. But um, I I had to wear a tampon because <laughs> reasons we all know. And I was like, how how do people wear these? They're the most uncomfortable thing. Although in all fairness, I think I wear them wrong because like I from what I've heard, you have to put them like quite far. I'm really it's a paranoid thing. I could I don't know how people wear them. I really really don't. It's just. The weirdest, weirdest thing. I will always use pads. But but if you're wearing a tampon, you can pretty much do do anything. You can ride a horse. No, that you would can be wear white pants. Uncomfortable. That's just what you the commercials swim. tell you. That's just what the commercials tell you. You need them for swimming. I understand that. They're just they're just horrible though. I don't know I don't know how they market these and like girls are so Yay, tampons. <laughs> like every girl I've talked to is pro tampon. Except Sandra. I think she wears pads too. And you, Sandra, you wear pads. You wear pads? <laughs> I'm sure she does. I'm sure we've discussed this because she's we haven't discussed this. Sorry, let me clarify. She's discussed it on her show and I've listened to the show. Oh, okay. I don't um, wear anything because I am rid of the curse. Thank you very much. Lisa's <laughs> old enough to have had her menopause, so Yes, my very, very jealous of you. I had plague. I'm still coughing. I don't know what was going around in the city, but everybody had this horrible virus, and I had it, and I'm still getting over it. Um, yeah, so... I think that's it. Uh, yeah, life is good. Married life is good. I suggest marriage for everyone, within reason. <laughs> within reason. Okay, well, that makes Please it... Please don't go marry your dog or your hamster. <laughs> Okay, bye. <laughs> no, no, but I wanted to mention about voting. I think everyone, if no one, if you haven't voted yet, um, please remember that Monday is an election. If this gets posted by that this time. This will not be posted by Monday. Oh, okay. Well, then. But we hope you voted. We hope you did vote. And if you're not from Canada, we hope you vote wherever you are. 
I don't know. There's people that are not in Canada <laughs> that listen to this. That's true. That's true. Then we're in the age of like, you could be anywhere and listening to anything. Oh, and if you're in the States, ooh, we're sorry about Trump <laughs> for you. I don't. Mm, that is so scary. It's, I, I, I think it's amusing that he's running. Uh, I, it's definitely fun to watch, but. Um, it's like a train wreck. Yeah, well, <laughs> full of chemicals. The problem is, <laughs> the problem is this train wreck could potentially be real if the numbers that are they are yeah. throwing around on the news. But but who knows where they yeah. pull their statistics That's, from? It's not for us to speculate. Okay, I hopefully. don't want to go over five minutes. Okay then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Okay, look, I've got lots to talk about right now. Thank you, guys. Okay, I'm gonna get my list out here. Okay, my listenership is 65% American, if you believe it or not. And I don't really get it, but when I first started, it, the majority of my listeners were Canadian, and then there was some big sh- shift, and I remember seeing it go to 50-50, and all of a sudden it's like 65% American and only 14 or 15% Canadian. So I really should be translating kilometers into miles and centimeters into inches, but you know what? Get on board, okay? You guys are slowing us down here. And voting. So we have had an election. This isn't exactly a political show. It's more about tampons than it is politics, absolutely. But uh, we have a uh, we had actually a prime minister. Sorry, no, this didn't get posted. Our election day was October nineteenth, which was Monday, and today is not that day. What's the date today? I don't even know it. October twenty third, and it's a Friday. So uh, sorry, that did not get out in time. But we had record people turning out to vote. And nothing unites any group of people more than hate, hate, right? We all hated our Prime Minister, Stephen Harper, uh, for a litany of reasons that I'm not going to list. Um, for my job, our our contract, my, I'm a letter carrier, Canada Post contract is up for renegotiation and it expires December 31st of this year. So Stephen Harper is not friendly to unions. He doesn't like regular average working class people he's a sneaky motherfucker on so many levels uh one of which just for an example here's what he did uh we have a child tax credit which is wonderful we have a universal child tax credit that everyone qualifies for whether you make fifteen thousand dollars a year or five hundred thousand dollars a year you're getting a hundred dollars for every child under five which is super terrific except he changed um he made it look like he was giving people a lot of money when in fact what he did was change the rules around, change the credits around. So actually, instead of instead of getting, like, say, $1,000, what he did was just changed how things were organized. So it looked like you were getting a lot of money because what he did was he changed the rule in January and didn't send out any checks until, I can't remember, June or July. So you got a lump sum of, like, I don't know, I can't even remember how much it was, but it was, like, five or $600 per kid, let's say. And uh, in the end, after you kind of... Everyone analyzed everything, and really what he's done is he only raised it by like $12 a month. But because of the way he's phrased it, and we actually lost a, a deduction on our income tax. But people who aren't paying attention look at this check and see a huge lump sum, and they're like, oh, great, Harper's done so much for my family, when in fact we're going to get taxed to shit on it. And the benefit, I think the increase, depending on the family, would be, would be minimal, like ten between 10 and 20 bucks a month that he's quote-unquote given us, but... If you aren't paying attention and you're just the average asshole, you'd think he was wonderful. So I think he did that right before the election to um, garner sympathy, to gain votes or whatever. But this was the largest voter turnout since 1995 or 96, I think. And uh, the liberal 
the Liberal campaign won a majority. Canadian politics is weird. You don't just chuck a vote for the president. Um, they have ridings. So in the community that you live in, you vote for whoever your member of parliament is. It's kind of a complicated system, and I don't think I even understand it. But here's my basic understanding of how it works. Um, nobody wanted Stephen Harper to win again. And Stephen Harper is a conservative, which is like the equivalent of a Republican. Also, nobody likes him. Anyway, so what you do is in your community, there will be representatives, somebody from more the National Democratic, Democratic Party of Canada, NDP for short. We have the Liberal Party, which is more like uh, Democrats, I guess, and uh, the Green Party, which nobody ever fucking votes for, but whatever. So you take these things and you think, okay, now I'm voting strategically, and I'm sure a lot of people across Canada were voting strategically. Like, my union wanted me to vote for NDP, the new Democratic Party. But I knew that they weren't going to win the whole shebang because how they decide the winner of the prime ministership or whatever. I don't know about this is a stupid word. That's a trailer park boy term that I just made up. Anyway, is you take the number of seats that that party has won and they, they calculate them all together. And whoever has won the most seats around the country is the, um, is the winner of the election. So you're not tossing a vote for the top guy of whatever party. You have to vote within your community. And if within your community, um, let's say, for example, the Liberals won where I live, in my little community of like whatever, I don't know, 30, 40,000 people in this suburb, they won that seat. So they won seats all over Canada and they have won themselves a majority government, which means they got over, hang on, let me look it up. Okay. Anyway, so I looked it up and the uh, number of seats to have a majority government, which means basically you can do whatever you want because there's not enough people opposing you to win any vote. Um, is 170 seats. And the Liberals, led by Justin Trudeau, who is the son of um, a former prime minister himself. And here's the thing. When I found out that Justin Trudeau was going to lead the Liberal Party, um, I thought he's going to win because he's beautiful. Google him. Google a picture of Justin Trudeau. He is a handsome son of a bitch. And a lot of people will vote just on the fact that he doesn't look like a traditional politician. He doesn't have the side part. He doesn't dress like your fucking like fifth grade music teacher he's a good looking model type guy and he's saying a lot of the right things and he wants to reform a lot of things that people were really sick of under Stephen Harper so he fucking slam dunked that son of a bitch and won the whole election and I am eternally grateful because I don't think Harper getting elected would be good for the contract that my union is about to argue and I'm kind of I hope everything goes well there, but I'm not going to get into work because who cares about that. Anyway, voting. Yes, I voted. Um, we were all very jet lagged and miserable because Malcolm woke up at 2.30 in the morning and wouldn't go back to sleep. So that was a super duper day. Really, really awesome day. That son of a bitch. Literally, he is a son of a bitch, isn't he, though? Okay, sorry. God, I didn't mean to talk that long about that. Um, okay, so Lisa is uh, apparently gone through menopause. Lisa does not look her age. I have found the fountain of youth and it's in Rainbow's pants, apparently, because those facials, Lisa looks, and I'm not even being like a dick about it. She looks really young. Like when, when I saw a picture of her age on a birthday cake, I literally did this, what? Because she does not look her age. Like, not at all. I was, uh, whatever. Uh, Rainbow, can I just, can I come over for a few hours? I just, I feel like I'm starting to get really wrinkly and saggy. So could... Okay, that's gross. I'm sorry. That's really gross. 
Uh, do, 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 do. You, you guys always make me laugh. I really enjoy your segments and uh, you should keep them coming a little bit more frequently and maybe I'll be motivated to post shows a little more frequently. So basically my not doing any shows I feel is entirely your fault. Tampons, periods, let's talk. I do not like tampons. Rainbow is right. Rainbow knows more about me than anyone else in my life, I bet, because she's listened to every fucking stupid word I've ever said from the Return to Sender days, the podcast I used to do, which you can go listen to because the shows got taken down, but then I very angrily put them back up on a different feed, so help yourself to Return to Sender. There's lots of, lots of funny stuff on that show. I say a lot of really stupid racist biphobic things on that show help yourself don't be shy and uh so rainbow's been with me forever i think we may be related now i think technically we're we're like stepsisters um i don't wear tampons i don't like tampons i have a tiny vagina and the idea of ramming a tampon up there and then having it get really full of blood and trying to put pull it out uh no i'd rather sit in my own filth wearing a pad and my job walking around with a pad uh, not cool, but I just, I just can't. It just tampons are not for me. They're not for me. They're only for sluts. Yeah, I said it. They're not. Okay, just relax, okay? Uh, where are ah, fuck. Let's shut this thing down. Let's just, let's just call it quits, okay? Um, I don't know. Where do I start? Okay, you can leave me a review on iTunes if you're not a bitch. Please feel free to go ahead and do that. Change of address, something, something iTunes. I'd really really keep me going for a little while motivate me to do more shows maybe so really you should it's all up to you okay my podcasting future is in your hands although i think i just paid for another year so <laughs> i guess it doesn't really matter um what else do i usually say oh stitcher you can like us on stitcher you can friend me on facebook but if you do you know ask send me a friend request could you could you say could you inbox me something because i don't know who you are and i don't know if you're like some weirdo spam bot could you just say something? Because it's kind of nice to hear from somebody and, you know, have them say, oh, I found the podcast wherever. I hate you, but I can't stop listening. You know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> okay. Again, listen to the Baby Mamas podcast. Check them out. They're on Facebook. Find them on iTunes. Throw them a review. Let's just keep this weird sense of community that my show has and pass it on to their show because they're really good and really funny and a lot more articulate and sensitive than I am. So if if you find I'm lacking that, you'll find what you need with them. And there's more than enough lesbians in Canada that go around for the entire world. So help yourselves there, okay? Um, what else, what else, what else, what else? The Garbage Hill Podcasting Network. Google that. Lots of shows there that you can get into. And uh, pick a genre, any genre. You can have it. I was on the Take a Seat podcast with Chad. You can find that on iTunes listen to that leave him a review just basically i'm pimping you guys out all over the place and i feel like the more people listen to shows that i'm guesting on the more maybe those hosts will be likely to avoid me in future because every <clears throat> everyone else does but you know what if you don't want to leave a review that would be fine okay that's it and you've got a bunch of shows i'm gonna really try and get sarah to sit down with me it's just really hard to get her to do that because the two hours of peace and quiet that we have is when malcolm is sleeping and everyone wants to just zone out and not be a parent during those times. So bear with me. I will do my best. I really want to talk about the whole France experience, everything surrounding it, uh, the proposal that may or may not have gone well, but I'm not homeless. So you can make whatever assumptions you want, but I'm not going to say a goddamn thing. All right. I think that's about it. So, wow, that's almost an hour. You are welcome. Mercy. 
Okay, that's about it. You guys have a good rest of the week, and I'll talk to you whenever the fuck I want. Okay, bye.